Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to The Jerick Show. I am Javad Malik. As two of you noticed last week, we were not around, and that is very unfortunate. I have to share the sad news with you that last week, Eric was in his car. He was stationary at sunlight, and someone came and hit him very, very hard uh, from behind. And that's why we couldn't make last week. Unfortunately, Eric survived, and he is back with us. Um, how's the old neck and back doing, Eric? Yeah, yeah, it's been an interesting time, that's for sure. But uh, you're not getting rid of me that easily yet. <laughs> yet. I think the ninjas have failed yet again. <laughs> Keep trying, I guess, right? <laughs> cool. How's the car? Um, Not great. <laughs> it's going to need some work. Um, Having some, you know... Uh, just going through all the insurance stuff and, and the games that go along with that right now. But hopefully in the next couple of months or so, I'll have my car back and, and that will be a good thing, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Cool. Cool. Okay. So jumping straight into it, I, I just pretended to be interested. I'm not interested. I don't think anyone else is interested. But let's jump into that very first story. And Microsoft has made an appeal. It has urged users to stop using phone-based multi-factor authentication. What do you take about, what do you say about that, Eric? Well, I, I think this is interesting. You know, I, I, I am a big proponent for multi-factor authentication, um, but it is, it is interesting that we're coming to the point now that they're like, you know, the phone systems themselves are too unsecure and there's too many issues like that. Um, and they're, they're really urging people to go that direction. Now, um, one of the false things about MFA or one of the bad things about MFA is people assume since they have MFA, it's now unhackable or unbreakable. And we found out time and time again that that's not the case, right? Um, especially even like over on the, uh, the cryptocurrency side, um, those folks are always dealing with uh, things that end up breaking them with, uh, with the crypto, you know, or with the, uh, with the MFA, even with it involved. And so, yeah, here's a nice book by Roger Grimes right here that, you know, our colleague and friend, uh, and he wrote this, you know, we, him and I go back and forth. What they're urging, though, is not to use SMS, but to go with something like an authenticator app. Um, and, and actually, I think, honestly, that, that there's nothing wrong with that. I think that's a good way to uh, resolve some of those issues. That's right. I, I agree. I think that there are weaknesses definitely in, in SMS. Um, I, I even refuse to call it two-factor. It's two-step because it's something you know and something you know delivered through a channel that you don't really control. And th that's why you have SIM swap and all that kind of thing that, that goes into it. So, yeah, I, I do still think it's better than not having anything. So if, if you just have a plain old user ID and password, then yes, absolutely use SMS-based um, authentication if that's the only second step slash factor available to you. But really, we should be, and I don't think this is really necessarily a user fault. It's just what is offered by the vendors and providers and getting those authenticator apps or those better, better means uh, widely deployed amongst the masses. I think that's the real challenge. It's it's not easy getting people to adopt these new technologies. And, and for us or people that work in technology, it's easy. Yeah, download the app, do this, do that. Um, but, you know, ask anyone that's ever, e even technologists that have lost a phone or they've swapped over to a new phone and they forgot to 
you know, having to re-register those things or having backup codes and all those kinds of things, it's not a very good user experience. And I, I know people that have tried it, and because of that, they've said, like, yeah, I'd rather have an insecure account than use something that's so clunky. Yeah, you know, and I'm a big proponent of things like this. Like, this is my YubiKey, and I do like the YubiKey, but I also understand that, you know, for end users and for the normal person, that may be a step too far. You know, that's just going a little bit too far because I have left town without it and run into some issues. You know, what are you going to do at that point? You got to make sure you have good backups, but everything's only as secure as, you know, your backup form of getting it. So if you're, if you have a second form or a backup form that will, you know, use SMS, that's the least secure anyways. Um, so we have to look at that. I like the, the, um, uh, the app, though, because most of us have smartphones, we carry them anyways. Um, so you've already got it on you just as, as easily as you would get a text message. Exactly. And and for your benefit, Eric, and, and for um, some, some people who are interested, Paul Moore's uh, actually done this. Um, he's a consultant. because It's a really good um, way to understand the differences between two-factor and uh, two-step verification. So I'll, I'll share this here for the short show notes and uh, you, can, you can read it at your leisure and uh, correct yourself for future reference, um, Eric. Anyway, moving on. Something that's near and dear to your heart, Eric, is toys. And uh, we saw this article today that hackers steal 46 million records from kids game developer Animal Jam. And... Uh, you know, so so they got in. What what I would say is that the 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 actual company affected Animal Jam. They did put a nice, uh, transparent sort of uh, comment out there. They said, Look, "This is what's happened. This is what we're aware of. This is what we think has been done." They had links to "Have I been pawned?" Say, "Go check your credentials there." But um, it does raise a question. We have nearly everything these days is a smart something or another, always connected to something in some way, shape, or form. Is it even necessary to do that, Eric? <laughs> yeah, that's always the question is, should we continue um, connecting things to the network? I mean, I have this argument sometimes about refrigerators. Like, what's a good reason to have a refrigerator on the network? But it seems like anymore we need to, we, we feel the need to make everything um, tech happy and, and usable. And, you know, you could, you could do some things with these games without having to collect a lot of information. Now, in this case, it seems to be at least the email address of the parents involved, um, but you know it's gotten creepy in some some other areas. Like uh, I had one of those cloud pet things with my kids that uh, ended up getting busted, and they could uh, get in there and, and read like or listen to uh, audio messages and stuff like that. And you know, looking at that, it's kind of like, man, you know, do we really need to to do that? Um, but we seem to be like everything we want is connected these days. I don't know if that's a good thing. Yeah, and, and it's becoming more and more difficult to find things that aren't smart devices or connected to some sort of service or you have to register. It's like um, trying to buy a TV that is not smart. Eric, what's wrong with your neck? No, I'm thinking maybe a smart level might be a good thing in, in your case. There, I'm trying to I'm trying to get a straight look at your your bulletin board behind you. My, my apologies. Anyway, this is the <laughs> yeah, this is the breach alert that Animal Jam put out. It's uh, it's quite good. It's like what information was taken, how does this happen, what have you, links to have I been pawned, uh, all that kind of good stuff there. What should I do to protect myself? So it's it's not uh, you know it's it's one of the better incident response sort yeah. of communications out there. 
And hopefully this is setting a precedence. Like we're seeing more and more organizations saying this is the best approach to do. But again, it goes back to like, you know, what is the, um, what is it appropriate for every service to connect, to collect so much information? And if not, you know, how do we go about changing that? And I think those are far bigger questions than uh, you and I could answer right now, especially coming from someone who cannot level a board on the wall. <laughs> well, I wasn't sure if it was the pain medicines or or if it was actually the board, but <laughs> I, don't know, I think maybe. I know the answer now. <laughs> Is that better? The board's straight now. Now I'm yeah. just yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, on that note, we have something to look forward to next week, which is, will Javad fix his whiteboard? We just don't know, right? These mysteries are what keeps people coming back to our show, both of them. <laughs> yes, so until then, stay secure, my friends, and have a good week.